0: In other words, I've got a piece to speak. And blow hot or cold, I'm going to speak. Let's do this, Johnny! Welcome to the Breaking It Down podcast. I'm Brother Ron, your host. And each week, I bring you the inspired word of God as we together discover and unlock its life-transforming truths. Thanks for listening in. Well, hello, friends. How's everyone doing out there today? Welcome to Breaking It Down with Brother Ron. And today we're going to pick up where we left off last week on our study uh, on uh, Hebrews 4 and 12, the scripture there. And um, we'll pick right up there. We'll get into our study for today. Um, first, let me begin with uh, an opening prayer, and then we'll turn to uh, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. Heavenly Father, open our hearts, make us attentive to your word today, to not just hear it and gain knowledge from it, but to actually apply it to our lives so that we can make a difference in our lives and the lives of those who've placed around us, those people in our sphere, our sphere of influence. We thank you for it right now, and we give you all the praise and all the glory in the mighty, majestic name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right, then uh, let's turn in our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, and it says. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of the soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner or critic, this is a Greek word there, it means critic, is a critic of the thoughts and intents of our heart. And that was Hebrews 4 and 12. And if you recall, if you've been listening in on, on uh, for a while now, we've been talking about the growth toward or movement toward spiritual maturity in the life of a Christian and the life of a believer, and that what it takes or what moves us toward that spiritual maturity is constantly getting before or getting into the Word of God, whether it's listening to it, reading it, studying it, memorizing it, or meditating on it. If you've been a believer for some time now you should be growing. You should not be a bit what we call a baby Christian. And I, I continue to pray that these messages will move you, give you a sense of um, dissatisfaction for where you are in your walk with life and move where you are in your walk with Christ and move you towards um, a higher plane or a higher level, moving forward, moving higher. Now, we're continuing in on this theme of the importance of God's word in the life of the believer And um, as you saw from last week and as I read this week, we're focusing on the 12th verse of Hebrews chapter 4. And in this verse, and I'll read it again here shortly, and in this verse, we find five things that describe the power and influence of the Word of God upon our lives. And so I think it will be helpful for all of us if we take this verse apart and break it on down. First of all, the Word of God is living. It's living. In Acts chapter 7 and verse 38, we have here Stephen who is giving the history of the Jews in the Old Testament. And in verse 38, he says, this is he who was in the congregation or assembly in the wilderness with the angel who spoke to him on Mount Sinai and with our fathers, the one who received the living or lively oracles were of God to give to us to the one who received the living, lively oracles, or word of God, to give to us. Now, if you recall from last time, we said that some people say the verbal word of God is living, but not the written word of God. They say that the written word is something a little less because it was written by men. But yet, according to the Bible, in Second Peter first 20 and 21, Says holy men of God that were separated for this task were controlled by the Holy Spirit, so that what was written was in fact exactly what God wanted said. It deals with the accuracy and reliability of what was said by God. That's the written word we're talking about now. So let's turn there. Let's go to Second Peter chapter one verses twenty and twenty-one, and it reads at verse twenty, knowing this first. That no prophecy or scripture is of any private interpretation. For prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. One more time. But holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Spirit. In other words, the men spoke from God, or they spoke for God. What God placed in their heart through the Spirit, Holy Spirit, they spoke. Now in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, if you just want to turn over there with me, 2nd Corinthians, if you don't know what that is, it's after 1 Corinthians, right? 2 Corinthians chapter 3, and we're gonna be reading from uh, we're gonna be reading verses 6 through 18. And this is interesting because it's continuing on this theme about the Bible being the living word of God, that the Bible is alive. So let's pick it up at verse 6. Who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit? For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. But if the ministry of death written and engraved on stones was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of the glory of his countenance, which was glory passing away, how will the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious? For if the ministry of condemnation had glory, the ministry of righteousness exceeds much more in glory. For even what was made glorious had no glory in this respect, because of the glory that excels. For it was pe- for it was for it what if, for if what is passing away was glorious, what remains is much more glorious. Therefore, since we have such hope, we use great boldness of speech. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with unveiled things, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. All right, let's go back up to verse 17. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, there is freedom. Now watch this, here we go, watch this. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. see, the veil comes off here. The veil was hiding the glory of Moses from the people. But now, we take the veil away, and the glory now is not being hidden. It's in the person of Christ. Now listen here to me, listen to him, listen folks. The word "glory" here is referring to something that's heavy. it's something that's too great. it's bigger than any of us can handle. The glory of the Lord is referring to how really powerful he Christ is. so where do I so where do I learn? and what kind of mirror do I look into and see the marvelous glory of the Lord? There's only one place. it's the Bible. The Word of God. So we all, without a veil on our face, just like Moses did, to hide the glory that was shining off his face, because he uh, was in the presence of the Lord and that radiance just came off his face and was blinding people when they looked at him. So he put a veil on it. Now, it says, we all, with unveiled face, beholding in a mirror. Well, if it's a mirror, you're also seeing yourself, right? If you look in a mirror like we all do. We look to see ourselves. So, it says, when we see the glory of the Lord, right, reflected in the Word of God, we are changed or transformed. Now, the word transformed here is the Greek word metamorphosis. Morphe is the essential nature of something, like DNA. Our true DNA, when you or we become believers in Christ, we have a change. It's a change in our heart, whether whether we know it or not. It's a change in our DNA and our essential makeup. And so we have a new DNA. And if we have a new DNA, we are a new creation in Christ. Tell you what, let's jump over to chapter 5, same book, Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Verse 17 reads, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. What are we? If anyone is in Christ, he is what? A new creation. There's that new DNA. Now let's go back to chapter 3 again in verse 18 where it says, We are changed or transformed into the same image from glory. This meaning the glory you saw or we saw when we read the Bible about Christ or who Christ is and what he did, etc., to glory, meaning ours. Let me put it like this. In other words, we will every once in a while, as we study and look in the Word of God, every once in a while, we'll leak out or show a little bit of the glory of the Lord. Just like Moses when he was in the presence of God, and he came out with that radiance and had to veil his face. So also, we'll come out with a little glory. And then on our faces and then some people will say they'll look at us and say wow they must be believers or they must be a child of God and then the next day they turn around and look at you the next day and say well maybe not <laughs> yeah they'll look at you and say yeah well maybe not I thought we they was a believer when that glory goes when it fades away the next day <laughs> people start wondering if you know yeah I thought he was a child of God or she was a child of God but uh, I was wrong <laughs> I'm just joking with y'all. You know I'm playing. Not. <laughs> no, it's true. When we when we stop looking into the Word of God, that mirror we saw, right, in uh, 2 Corinthians 3, when we stop looking into the mirror, which is the Word of God, that glory fades from us quickly, and our old nature starts to show back through. So do you understand that? We don't have the glory of the Lord and the fullness that God intended to. We don't have all that yet. Now, back in verse 18. Now it says, this is all done and accomplished by the Spirit of the Lord. That is the glory to glory, being transferred from glory to glory. So the same Holy Spirit that is the the author of the Word of God shows us who Jesus is, what he's like, what he wants of us, etc. And we can reflect a measure of that glory of the Lord or the glory of the Lord himself When we come to know Jesus Christ through the word of God. Now, you've all now you and I have all seen people who before they were saved were were mean and nasty or drunkards or whatever have you. And once they came to know the Lord, we saw the transformation in their life. They truly had taken the Lord as their savior, as Jesus, as their Lord and savior. We see that we saw the transformation in their lives, right? We we all could have have witnessed that at one point or another in somebody's life. And it's probably no different than some of y'all out there. <laughs> y'all were some mean, nasty people till the Lord got a hold of you, and then all of a sudden you were transformed, you know, like a new person, which you are in Christ. Yeah? You don't even know who you are anymore. Your old friends sh- shy away from you, turn away from you now. Don't invite you out to go To clubs and party and whatnot because you had that transformation, right? You've gone from glory to glory. God has changed you by the power of the Holy Spirit as you look into the mirror of God's Word. In other words, it's living. All right, one more example. One more example. And uh, this would be 1 Peter 1. 1 Peter 1, it's great, great verse on, on the living Word of God. And here it says, having been born again verse twenty three having been born again not of corruptible seed but incorruptible through the word of God which lives and abides forever one more time verse twenty three having been born again not of a corruptible seed but incorruptible seed through the word of God which lives and abides for forever and that's uh first peter one and twenty three. And and I want to focus on, when it says in, in, the uh, incorruptible, What it says not of corruptible or incorruptible is it's not of a seed that's perishable, but a seed that's imperishable, okay? So let's read that again. Having been born again, not of a perishable seed, but an imperishable she, seed, imperishable seed. Through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. That's the imperishable seed. The incorruptible seed is the living word of God. The word of God, it's living. Look, if anybody tells you that this book, this Bible, is just like any other book, they're crazy, with a capital C-R-A-Z-Y, crazy. What that means is that they don't know the Lord or they haven't studied it. They have no understanding of what the, this book is really is. This is the living word of the living God, period. That's right. This book right here. So I want to wrap things up now. I hope this is uh, some good word for you, but let's, uh, let's tie a bow around it and send it on home. So the Bible we saw isn't like any other book. It's the living word of God. It's the living word of the living God. And we saw that inspired by the Holy Spirit, by the use of human authors, and it has authority. The Bible is not just a collection of men's or wise men's writings. What's actually, as we saw, authored by God through men by the Holy Spirit. And the Word of God accomplishes what it promises. Or you can read Isaiah fifty-five eleven. It talks about how the, ver- the Word of God does not return void, but it's like the rain that comes down. It does not return the void to God. The Word of God changes us. It shapes our daily lives. It confronts us and convicts us of our sin in the life, in our lives. Uh, convinces us as well as reproves and rebukes us, and it instructs us in the way of righteousness. If you look over at Second uh, Timothy, uh, chapter three, verses 16 7, to 16 seventeen, says all Scripture is inspired by God. Um, that word inspired or that phrase inspired by God literally means as God breathed. So all scripture is God breathed and beneficial for teaching, for rebuke, for correction, for training in righteousness. And then if you will look with me over in First uh, Thessalonians chapter 2, uh, for this reason, verse 13. For this reason, we also constantly thank God that when you receive the word of God, which you heard from us, You accepted it not as the word of men, but for what it really is, the word of God, which also performs its work in you who believe. So bottom line, all scripture is authored by God via the Holy Spirit, and it's the Holy Spirit that's the instrument of God for authoring all scripture. That's it in a nutshell. That's what makes the word of God alive or living, as we saw at the beginning of Hebrews 4, 12, because it's authored by God. And it also transforms us as we just saw recently. So there it is. So I just want to read a couple of Psalms um, on the Word of God. Um, comes out of Psalm 119, which is the longest chapter in the Bible. And it was all focused on the Word of God. That's the whole subject of Psalm 119. So I pulled a few verses out of there. Just wanted to drive this home and just give you something to meditate on after uh, after you listen to the show. It says your lamp I'm sorry it says your word is a lamp to my feet and a light into my path forever O Lord your word is firmly fixed in the heavens open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of you Lord and that was uh, Psalms 119 verse 105 uh, verse 89 and verse 18 check those out on your own uh, when you get a chance and, and meditate on them soaking to you well that'll wrap things up for today's episode of breaking it down i hope this uh word blessed you um like it has blessed me because i was truly blessed by it but uh as always i ask you to do two things for me at the end of each program first pray for me and the show uh, that it uh it gets out and means more to me than uh you ever know and then tell two or three people about the show share it with them send them a link tell them how it You can listen. They can listen to the show: Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, etc. And uh, one more thing: subscribe to the show if you haven't already. Subscribe and leave a comment. Let us know what you think about the show. Let me know what you think about the show and what you would like to see in future episodes or hear in future episodes and uh, you know yeah just let me know that you're out there and breathing all right because the show only gets around by word of mouth right now and as we continue to grow we'll continue to bless others so that's the wrap again and um for me i um, let's say uh, may god bless you and keep you and uh i'm out of here y'all so see you next week peace